What we is should it? record. We record. That's right. Yeah, he goes, doesn't he? Go like a. I think I'm gonna. Regatta. I just, I'm just leaving it record. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. Cool. Okay. All right. Who are Ho. There comes the grunting again. More grunting. There was a bit of Tom as an Easter egg in the grunt in Caveman bit. Yeah. Just to see if anybody spots, but I did a little Tom Tom Jones cough few. All the all the Welsh fans will get that. Recording some sketches with us. Thank you, Nathan. Hello. Yeah. Thanks for yeah. having me. Yeah, oh, yeah. It's been great. It's been great. We've done a lot of grunting. Yes, we have. We met yeah. the jalapeno lady. Was it? Yeah, jalapeno. Yeah, she's yeah, uh, yeah my little kebabos. She uh, she answers the phone and calls you uh, babe within a split second. I think she does it for everyone, but I like to think it's just for me. Okay. Should we yeah. let's let's act that out let's now. I'll be ring. I'll be you. <clears throat> okay. Over, ringing up to order a kebab, and you can be. Mrs. Jalapino. Yeah, I'm giving her a name. I don't actually know her name. I've been ordering for years and I feel... Jane. Yeah, let's call her Jane. Jane. Yeah, that's a good yeah. name for her. She could maybe appear in one of our sketches. For yeah. an answer. Mm. I'll ring you up now then. Hello, tasty tickly taste buds. How can I help you, babe? Yeah, hi. I'd like to order a kebab, please. Kebab? Give me five minutes, sweet cheeks. <laughs> and at that point, I'm wondering what the hell she's doing. As you'll... If you ever come to see my show, you'll... This year's at least... That's the kind of thing I talk about. Why is she, why is she not got a notepad ready? It's her one job to take the order. She doesn't work front of, front of house, right? It's run by a Turkish gentleman. She, she works back of house. And she's lovely, nice as pie. But this is the point, is like in the valleys, you meet the nicest people. And that's... Uh, yeah, a lot of your material is about sort of um, like emotions, isn't it? Being happy or not being happy, isn't at the, it? At the moment, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Last year it was just about being depressed, but this year it's about oh. being happier. No, last year's show was called How to Be Happy. Yeah. And this year's show is a cop out because it's called How to Be Happier, <laughs> if it gets in. Um, and it's, yeah, it's, it's, it is about happy people because you do. You meet the friendliest people, I think, in Wales. Yeah. And, yeah. Uh, and Jane at the Kebab House is. Top you know, of the list. Is is testament to that, isn't she? Let's be honest. But she's, she's a spokesperson. Yeah. She's flying the flag. She's going to be a picture of her on your poster for your show. Yeah. But the oh, endorsement is, do they make good kebabs? They're the best kebabs, otherwise oh, I wouldn't keep going back there every Friday. Yeah. They're amazing kebabs. It's a wonderful service. You know, it's always 45 minutes to an hour, but it's either 10 minutes it arrives or three days later. Mm. As with every good kebab house. A wide window of... Uh... <laughs> yeah, so I've, I've just found it's easier just to collect it yourself. So I always say, oh, do you want to deliver mm. our collection, babe? And I'll say, oh, I'll collect it, thanks, sweetheart. Um, I'll be with you in like, you know, 10 minutes, 10 minutes, love, see you then, love, da-da. <laughs> and at that point, I feel the need to harmonise because it goes on for so long. Oh, so let's do that as well. Yeah. yeah, let's all do it. Yeah. All right, I'll, be, I'll be the guy in the back, in the back room, like chopping the, the peppers and stuff, <laughs> joining in. All right, sexy bum, can I help you with anything else? Uh, no, thanks, babe, that's it, Tom. All right, I'll be with you in about, uh, well, we'll see you in about 10 minutes then, love, all right? Ta-da! 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 stories like that that made you go into stand-up? Yes. Yeah. So what sort of, how did you first get into it? Okay. So long story, but okay. I, I'll give you the, the abridged version. Um, I, uh, I tried stand up uh, straight after university because um, I enjoyed writing. I've always enjoyed writing and I really wanted to give stand up a go. So as my final university project, I made this sort of mockumentary about this trolley porter called Pete right Cardiff Pete from uh, from Tesco's and he always wanted to be a comedian 
so doing that character kind of gave me something to hide behind. Um, and the story went along uh, with Pete interviewing comedians. And then I, I interviewed Rod Gilbert as part of it. Wow. Uh, and a few others. Hi, Rod. From, hey, Rod. Hi, Rod. Uh, from London and stuff. And I was, I was saying to Dan earlier that Rod then, after the interview, he didn't have to, but gave me his number and said, oh, I have my number. He said, I, I think there should be more uh, Welsh comedians on the circuit. But he's kind of got his wish, and he? Yeah. <laughs> let's be honest. There's too many now. There's tons. Yeah. Right? Yeah. But he's kept in touch ever since, and he's always on the end of attacks if I need um, support and stuff. Let's phone so. him now! No, I'm only joking. No. <laughs> Usually when, when we're drunk, that happens, right? Oh. I'll be in a club with friends. Phone Rod! Phone Rod! And I'll wake up the next one. Oh, we didn't, did we? But um, uh-huh. actually, we've only done it once, and it went. Rod knew it was late, and obviously he thought better of answering, because he went straight to voicemail. <laughs> Hello, yes. you've reached Rod Gilbert's answer phone. <laughs> <laughs> I laughed the first time. <laughs> A million candles, send out a million more. <laughs> Award-winning mince pie. <laughs> what the... award has it won? <laughs> so what was your first ever gig like? Okay, so that, that gig in the character of Trolley Porter Pete uh, <laughs> was terrible, right? So it was a character one. It was a char- I did it in character. Mm-hmm. Again, I think it was something to hide behind. Um, and I did it in a high-vis Trolley Porter jacket. And throughout the mockumentary, it was like a series of sketches and stuff as well. So I made that final standalone piece for my university project, but it gave me an opportunity to try stand-up as well. Now, the rule of thumb, as you guys will know, is do a five-minute spot. If it's going badly, get off at like two or three, right? Yeah, don't drag I had it the downright arrogance to go to <laughs> go to this place called the Fontagari Inn near Roos, Um and my girlfriend at the time arranged the gig for me because it was like a local. And um, went on between a band in the midsection. <laughs> when they're not expecting comedy. Well, yeah. They weren't expecting comedy. The only fans there for comedy were my university friends who we'd kind of like carloaded <laughs> in. Uh, so they were sat in the front row, bless them. And I had the arrogance to do like 25 minutes <laughs> and basically died for 25 minutes <laughs> in this character. But because it was a character, like... I just figured that it was fine because it was good for the film. <laughs> uh, and I remember at some points, like my friends from uni just looking through their fingers and going, oh. <laughs> but at least it was useful for something. Yes. So was the footage just of you or did there was like, was there like crowd shots as well? Crowd reaction. There were a few crowd people, shots. People going, oh, I don't know him. But I it was going him. so badly that the crowd moved to the other end of the pub. <laughs> So it was just my uni friends. <laughs> Sounds like my gig last night. <laughs> and they were so quiet that they were just going, they were just, I could do a friends, not even calling him Pete anymore, just going, come on, Webb, come on, Webb, you can do it. <laughs> <laughs> Trying to remember lines. And then after that, I did about three years um, and I did it the proper way, you know, getting five minute spots, getting 10 minute spots. And then gave up in about 2007. All right. Okay. Because it came to a point where I was traveling more around the country and, and it was either take it seriously or, or do nothing with it. So I chose to do nothing with it. And uh, at the same time, then I started a, a video business. So it was storytelling, but it was making like corporate videos. And that played out then over about 10 years. And then I thought, right, what do I really want to do? So as we were saying earlier, I made the physical decision to sit down and start writing again. Because cool. I got bored of the video production. <laughs> got rid of that and literally just sat down and started writing and thought I really want to go at this again. And um, it was the best decision I ever made, really, because I got back into it. And I, I remember what I liked about it, which was a comedy community and the friends you make. And you got your spark back. Being on the road. I think like when you're younger that. as well, you don't have as much life experience. So you haven't exactly. got as much material anyway. Yes. Whereas now, you know, I'm 36 this year. I've got, you know, three decades worth of, you know, ridiculous stuff that I've seen or, you know, mm. heard about. And, and it's the life experiences, like being a dad or something yeah. that's... Yeah, That's a lot of material right there. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. It gives you more to talk about, definitely, doesn't it? Yeah. Some of my set at the moment involves me not liking rugby. And I would never have had the guts to go on stage as a young man and gone, I don't like rugby. My dad always said <laughs> I wasn't a proper Welshman because I don't follow rugby. <laughs> well, I can't really be in the first place. <laughs> so if you weren't doing comedy, what do you think you would be doing? So I still do talks and stuff in schools about the business that I ran and how I started it. Um, that's quite good fun because you get, <clears throat> it counters the 
the rants that they have on stage. <laughs> so that is like the, like do- the balance. Yeah, that's the doing good bit. And then and then they go on stage and have a rant in the character. <laughs> you know? Let off some steam. And let, literally let off some steam. But as you were saying, it gets me at the house, right? It satisfies the creative bit of writing. And I got more to talk about now because, you know, yeah. kids and married life. It's, and Yeah, surprising how stuff like that just gives you just instant life, material, isn't yeah, it? Life experience. Yeah. I definitely, in my 20s, I didn't have that much to talk about. Like, I think some of the observations were there and it can be done, can't it? Look at like Russell Howard and they yeah. all started really young. Yeah, they get away with it because they're just so confident, I suppose, isn't it? And just yeah. cocksure. Yeah. Yes. But I was a bit too. I was a bit too arrogant. I think in my twenties, like, like, people just didn't appreciate trolley porters. I'm sorry. <laughs> but, but he, he fizzled out. So the the trolley porter, I took him to Edinburgh, and I went in. So you think you're funny, and stuff. And I got through. I think I got through the semi-finals. Oh. So that egged me on to kind of keep on with it. Um, but then somebody, people started saying, "Is he really that funny though as a character?" And I was like, "Well, you got a point there." And that, then I think I developed the confidence to do it as myself. So for the remainder of those three years that I did it, I think I did it as mm. myself then. But I was a bit too arrogant. So like I did a gig in Twickenham in London after we'd won the Grand Slam. And uh, it's the Bearcat. So it's a big comedy club, but I was only a middle spot. And I was there with my brother who lived in London at the time. And he said to me, whatever you do, don't talk about the Grand Slam. This is like, this is Twickers. You know, this is like rugby territory. <laughs> so at some point I mentioned Gavin Ensign kicking a 52 metre kick or wherever it was. And it just, the place just rumbled. Mm. It just went, you know, but it was it, a reaction. Yeah. Uh, and I got out alive. <laughs> I think my brother knew the bouncer. So that was, <laughs> that was the only reason we got out alive. But um, it, it just wasn't doing it for me. And I was like, I was partying a bit much in my twenties and, you know, I'd go straight from a gig to a party and then get home two days later. Wow. So something had to give, really. So how would you describe your style of comedy now? Um, hit and miss uh, <laughs> is a good way to describe it. I don't know, observational I like. I, I'm into observational writing. I like I like characters, mm-hmm. like uh, jalapeno woman. <laughs> I like the things we do every day. You know, yeah. And just... I think it's... it's real life just writes itself sometimes doesn't it i mm. find it's the little know. things as well that people can relate to yeah 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 definitely I, I find a lot of my observational stuff just lands on my lap i didn't really have to write it i just yeah i wrote it down and put it in my set and it's you know a bit funny but yeah, yeah i didn't necessarily sit down for ages thinking of it because it, it already happened yeah i didn't have to make it up <laughs> how do you find you write then do you do you spot stuff when you're out in the car or is it in the supermarket or what I could be anywhere. I could yeah. be sitting on the toilet and come up with something in Just my head think and think, oh, it. remember that time this happened or whatever, yeah. I've got Evernote. It's amazing. Oh, Evernote, yeah. I, I use Evernote. it on my phone if I'm at, or um, here, and that's why I dropped down any ideas that I can do. And it's synced up then. Yeah. I woke up the other morning uh, after going out drinking and I just had a note on my phone, which was, um, you know, you live, live in Wales when you've had to walk uphill to get home after a night out. I was walking home thinking that was hilarious my entire walk home i read it in the morning i thought that's really not funny <laughs> you'll write a lot of that stuff in edinburgh about the hills going up and down yeah it's and very heavy isn't it? i yeah. think lee evans did something years ago like it's the only place you go only place you go uphill and you're going downhill at the same time is that why he sweats so much i think it is yeah he only sweats in edinburgh mm. Mm. <laughs> question we ask everyone that and it's oh it's a pillar of a question how long have you got not long wow no. <laughs> yeah okay um doing the comedy geek podcast oh, oh, the first person to say that. i got a wonderful you our ding, 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 special prize <laughs> actually while we're on it i bought you something i've been here most of the day just in case you're listening but i didn't want to get this out because i wanted it to be is it chocolate cake on the podcast chocolate cake. well given the time of year folks Oh, it is chocolate. It's a, it's a Easter egg. That's really sweet. Well, it's not, it's not an egg. It's just a box. It's just an Easter egg box. Wow. But I thought it would come in useful for storing stuff for you. That's amazing. <laughs> We've eaten the egg, but you're welcome to the box. You are so oh, sweet. Pretty cool. Maltesers, yeah, you. you know, shooting bread. Can you take the time to eat the egg for us? We didn't have to do that. There, there is an egg in there, really. Oh, right. Oh, I winded it. thought we'd so been foiled. <laughs> Way foiled. Nice. <laughs> 
How would you eat yours? No, no, it's Cadbury's. Mm. Other like eggs Maltesers. are available. You like Maltesers? Yeah, love them. Notice I've not been generous enough to bring you one each. I've just bought. There's <laughs> enough to go around. Yeah, Amy doesn't uh, like Maltesers, so I, I'll I'll have it. It's fine. Yeah. I like it. There we are. I thought we need a bit of sugar after all yeah. the sketch yes. making and stuff. Especially with questions like that, isn't it? About significant, you know, it's it, quite a draining question, that, isn't it? It's okay. quite, um, it takes a lot of thought power, doesn't it? It's to... getting deep. I like yeah. to get deep, you know? Yeah, but we did get a reward out of it. I love Oasis. <laughs> um, I, in answer to your question, though, probably as a few, you know, um, deciding to have children is a big decision. But it's know, quite a significant choice isn't it yeah. you don't really make a choice or do you, you just go it's, you my, choice. It's, my, yeah. it's my thing I need to do it for society yeah you know, and for so I can enjoy my kids you know yeah. watch them growing up and stuff it's quite cool um, <laughs> it is cool um, but also going back to comedy from not doing comedy I think was a big decision mm-hmm. yeah having um, that break then and coming back to it yeah so. it's a big thing because um, you don't know if you're still going to be able to do it I think yeah, I suppose there's like a lot of new people on the scene then, isn't it? You, yeah. You, you know. Breaking into that, as, a, as I thought I was going to come back as like an elder, you know, because <laughs> I came back to about 30, I was about 35, 36. Okay. Although I did dabble in it. We made some sketches in Cardiff for this thing called Boxful. So I did dabble in it while I was still running the video business. Right. And we made some sketches in the forest and stuff, and that was Are good. Are it was. I took it down, but I'll send you a link to it. Okay. It mm. was um, about this copper who lived. They they stationed him in the forest. And <laughs> it was his job to look after the forest. <laughs> so that was the ah. setup. But when I came back to it, I actually found that most people were about the same age. Mm. There were a few, obviously, younger ones and older ones. And it's just, a, you know, it's a nice comedy community, isn't it? But I think Rough yeah. has, has a lot to do with it. Because yeah, mm. it's a really, it was one of the first clubs I went back to. And that keeps coming up every interview, I'm sure. Yeah, a lot of our guests um, have either started off there or are still using it as a, you know. It is a proper club, um, isn't it? As you guys yeah. know, if you feel like you're part of something there, yeah. it's going to really twatty now. If you feel like you're part of something. Yeah, it is pretty cool. Like, I, I mean, but I feel very included. Everyone gets, um, is welcomed in the same way, yeah. isn't yeah. it? Yeah, it's a nice, it's a nice vibe to it, isn't it? Mm. Yeah. And Sarah is, Sarah Bridgman is onto a good thing. Hi, Sarah. Hi, Sarah. Our duck buddy. I feel the need to do a Sarah and Bridgman impression there because she impersonated me on on the podcast she did. Okay, let's do but it. I can't do Sarah, so oh, she's going. Oh, Na- so Nathan, oh, Nathan charming. in Edinburgh, he was like, "Great, but just do it, just do it, but just do it, but just do your show, Sarah. It's only me, you, but don't worry What's about it." A good Sarah impression. I could squat you. Get over here, I'll squat you. <laughs> that's not. That's a terrible. Sarah's a terrible Sarah Bridgman. <laughs> Sarah, you're very hard to do impressions of. Yeah. Um. But she's running a good thing there. Yeah. yeah. And she. Well, um, Long may it continue. But it was a really welcome environment and that was really where I thought, well, actually, yeah, this could be a thing. And you mm. try new stuff. But the reason I got back into it this time was my brother. I did an impression of this this valley guy that I literally bumped into, right, around the lake. And he's a big burly guy now, like 6'4", big beard on him, you know, all the ink, all the tattoos and stuff. And he had... um <clears throat> We had our dog with us and we come around the corner and he goes, uh, all right, bud, how's it going, right? Oh, that's a beautiful dog, but hey, what's your name, bud? <laughs> and my brother said, you've got to do that on stage because <laughs> he was just killing himself laughing. <laughs> and I was just telling the story. I was just like, oh, it was really surreal because he's massive, scary, yeah, yeah. you know, huge arms, tiny legs. And uh, I'd love it if you turned up at a gig. All right, bud, oh, she's beautiful, but what's her name? Oh, she's Bichon, is it? Oh, she's so... Oh, she's wonderful, isn't she? So cute. Shirley, come around, look at this. This <laughs> is Mrs. Shirley, look at this, Bijon. Oh, she loves Bijons. But you get that, don't you? You get these like, big friendly giants in the valleys and they're everywhere. And it's like, yeah. I just thought, it's those characters that I love. And it's never a direct, like, take on them. It's just influenced by them. Yeah. But, you know. It is, it is them, let's be honest. <laughs> like the kebab shop woman, you know. The, the thing is, that what scares me, though, these people could be at a gig one day, yeah. especially kebab shop lady. If I do a gig near my own town, but, you know, I've already planned it. I'm going to get her on stage if she's there. If she goes, that's me, <laughs> that is love. Oh, please come up on stage and say jalapenos for me. Because, <laughs> no, that's the other thing. She says jalapenos as jalapenos. Brilliant. Jalapenos for chicks. No problem, babe. That <laughs> are big balls. <laughs> So what's one story your family always tells about you? 
Ah, okay. Oh, that's a bloody good question. I don't know. That I'm a rebel, probably. I was a rebel in my youth. <laughs> you know. Tell us more. <laughs> uh, like, even as even as a child, guys, I um, I put the... Uh, Is that Cliff Richard? <laughs> it's your Cliff Richard. <laughs> even as a child, guys. I, well, yeah, he sang yeah. a lot about Christmas, so it's a tenuous link. Uh-huh. Um, I put a blue tack penis on the baby Jesus in the nativity. <laughs> You get into a sticky situation. In our window, right? We, my, my my parents like keen churchgoers, and they always had a nativity. And uh, I had a bit of blue tack, and I just shaped the perfect little penis, which I think I got from the Goonies. You know, when the penis falls off <laughs> the statue. <laughs> they try and... I stuck it on baby Jesus, so my parents went to the window, and there were loads of people clambered around this nativity, <laughs> <laughs> enjoying it. And my mum's like, "Yeah, it's a good one this year, isn't it?" <laughs> and uh, when they went out, finally, they noticed this little little schlong on baby Jesus. I say little; I think I made it rather large. Did they blue, instantly? Um, blue. Did they instantly cold. know it was you, or did they have to confess? Well, I think they put two and two, but it was probably my brother that influenced influenced me because he always did things like that. Like, I think I got it from, weirdly, I still remember, but they had the chalkboards in school and they put a, a blue tack penis on the top of the board being the teacher. <laughs> and it was just there, like a perfect, you know, cock and bollocks. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, is he swearing a load on this thing? Yeah. Yeah, right, swear cool. as much as, uh, swear like a motherfucker if you want. <laughs> Good. Bum. <laughs> Poo. <laughs> Piss. We're going up the scale yeah. here of... Up to, oh, the C, up to the C-bomb. I can't mm. drop the C-bomb because then my kids can't listen to it. Uh, but if I, say, if I say poo and... Not even piss, cut that out. If I say <laughs> wee-wee, my kids will love it. Um, but that was that was the thing. I won't say my blue penis joke. They would say I was a rebel. Okay. They would also tell that story about the baby Jesus. And also my mother tells a good story of when I went to the dentist when I was about five. And I was telling my, uh, my daughter this the other day. And she loved it. Because she's wild. She's only five. Uh, I had, I'd been picking my nose and eating it, as you do as a little child. And I had a bogey right on my front tooth. Oh. And unbeknownst oh. to my mother, I sat in the chair, obviously said, ah. By that point, it was too late for my mother to remove the offending bogey. The dentist just worked his way around it. Bless him. <laughs> Lovely. Oh. So I didn't do it on purpose, by the way. And I don't, I have no recollection of leaving it there. But that's the kind of thing I would have done. <laughs> I'm afraid you've got snotting teeth. Mm. That's my snot in the tooth. Just That's the best I can come up with. Just so, while he didn't take it out, really, anyway. Right, right. I'm not working on that. I yank the bugger out. Oh. Apart from bogeys, <laughs> what do you collect and why? What do I collect? Mm. Mm. Memories. Memories. <laughs> uh, you know. You're not like a hoarder. Bad gigs. <laughs> <laughs> you've got a nice collection of bad best gigs. One, surely. Yeah. yeah, no, they are. You learn from them, don't you? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, you probably learn more from a bad gig than a good gig, mm-hmm. shouldn't you? Definitely. I mean, it's nice. It's always nice to come off stage and be told like, "Oh, I really like that. I really like that." But you don't learn anything from the good ones. No. Yeah, if it goes really bad, you know. I mean, yeah, like as a you know, as a musician, I've had some really stinking gigs, and mm. yeah, you do learn from them. Yeah, yeah. Mm. you have to, don't you? You have to. I think even if it's a great one, you have to go right. How can I improve on that? But I, um, you know about Milligan's Law, Sarah Milligan's Law. Mm-hmm. So, like, forget everything by 11 o'clock the next day, if it's yeah. good yeah. or if it's bad. Yeah. And yeah. I always Give yourself, like, 10 that. minutes, isn't it? Something like that, isn't it? To bask in it. And then whether it was good or bad, just... Yeah, forget about forget it. Forget it then, isn't it? Yeah. And I always try and do that the next day. Because you can beat yourself up terribly, can't you? Yeah. If it's a bad one. Yeah. And also, you can walk around a bit, giving it the big mm. I am. And I, always, I often find, I don't know if it's just the mindset, but if it's a good one, like a great one. The next one will be pretty mediocre. Yeah, you've built it up. Bad. You've built it up in your head <laughs> yeah. to be like, like, oh my God, I'm, you know, building off the success of the last one. It was actually you're starting from scratch again that night, don't you? Yeah. But there's so many variables in play as well. It's like, are people there for the comedy? Have they been uh, yeah. warmed up sufficiently? Have they you know, been drinking? Yeah, yeah. What kind of mood is it? Is your mum there? Has Wales yeah. won the rugby or, you know? Yeah. yeah. Various things can affect yeah. how a gig goes. Have so. you been drinking? Yeah, yeah. have you been drinking? Yeah. Is it... Oh, you I know. hate seeing people going up on stage, like comedians and musicians who are just drunk. Just, yeah. oh. It's unprofessional. Mm, it really yeah. me. That's one of the things I did in, in my early career as well. I couldn't go on stage without some sort of vice. Mm. And that's a terrible thing to start with because I'd go, I have to have a pint before I start. And then you never know what that pint's going to affect you, do you? It could be, yeah. it could be the 
one that makes you funnier or it could be the one that makes you look pissed. Yeah. So I, I stopped doing that. My, this time my mother-in-law. Is, uh, uh, and now I just I just don't drink or anything now before I go on stage and it mm. seems to work yeah you know yeah I tend to have one pint and then that's my like my one pint is your ritual same with, same with the band really as well one pint yeah and then I think I was right with one pint again my brothers there's two brothers and they used to come and the older older brother um he would start getting brandies in before a gig oh god no it's my my problem because I'm the one who said yeah let's have one but Dan would then have, yeah, he was drinking loads at the time. And he'd be like, yeah, come on. And uh, that would send me over the edge, of course. Of course it would. And I did one <laughs> one gig in London where it was meant to be five minutes. Just the one gig. Uh, yeah. Camden Ed it was. It's still going um, angel comedy. Um, and I was meant to go off at five. And because I'd had the brandies, I just kept going. Oh. And if they'd still had those hooks to yeah. pull you off, yeah. I would have been pulled off by a hook. You can make what you want of that. Um, <laughs> did they put, did they, did someone uh, take you off the stage? He literally yeah. came on stage and the MC and just pulled me off. Oh God. Just took, walked me off stage and I was like, ah, I'm not done. So that's, that was part of the partying. Oh, embarrassing. Part of the, yeah. Learning so the curve. <laughs> pint wasn't the problem. It was probably the shots and the yeah. party until three days later after. Oh, God. So um, this time I'm much more sensible, mainly because I want to go up to the family. Yes. And so yeah. I, I don't drink, you know, don't smoke. Um, you know, I'm addicted to my iPhone, <laughs> but that's, I think that's fine. Aren't we all? No, when you're driving. Did you used to smoke? Yeah. Yes, mm. I did. Yeah. This feels like therapy now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just bringing it all back. You'll, you'll need a cigarette after this interview yeah. now. No, I've got lozenges, so I'm fine. Oh, yeah. Oh, that, of course, yeah, they're like nicotine lozenges, are they? I yeah, I guess the best mints ever. They're like crumble ones. Mm. Crumble mints? Yeah, What's want... a crumble no, mint? That sounds like a half dessert and half mint. Mm. Well, there's no um, actual <laughs> crumble, but the mint's crumble. And they're from Waitrose. Oh, mm. Oh, yeah. showing I'll have one at the end. Like a, are available. I'm not going to have one mid set. <laughs> yeah, I'll have one at the end because otherwise I'll be like, oh, they're done. Delicious, Amy. Well done. Mm. <laughs> a waitrose showing off. Wow. Yeah, waitrose. Yeah. Where's there a waitrose around here? In London. <laughs> in London. You, had to go, you went all the way to London yeah, just to buy some mint. for mint crumbles. Blatantly, you went in the train station, waitrose, didn't you? Or was it in town? I was minted. Way. Must have been it by these. Look at the price tag on them. 8 99 yeah. There's only two in there. <laughs> so you can have a speck of dust. I go and get some from Lidl now on the way home. Ooh. Or Aldi. Other supermarkets are available. <laughs> so tell us one thing uh, you yes. have habitually overspent on, apart from mints, and do not regret. Mm. I do not regret these mints. They're awesome. It's a breath of fresh air, really. Um, no, that that probably that I don't regret. Probably, a, you know, I had a sports car when I was in my twenties. What did you have? Uh, Mitsubishi. It was nothing fancy. Oh, I was but, like, uh, that's quite young to have a sports car. Wasn't yeah, it? it was one of those like you know. So you got your midlife crisis out of the way when you were quite young, then. Yeah, <laughs> it was more for the valley boy thing than the midlife crisis. <laughs> Obviously, like, my first ever car was a Nissan Micra, like the, the old. Mine was a Nissan Micra, one. also. Mm. Yes. It was, yeah, you see, like, old men normally driving them. Yeah. I can just imagine Nathan, like, rolling up outside the kebab shop to pick up his kebab <laughs> in, his, in his sports car. <laughs> yeah, I didn't have it for long. In your short shorts. And it, was, it wasn't an expensive one. It was just, like, stupidly fast. Mm. And um, I it depreciated to nothing, basically. So I, I enjoyed buying it. Didn't regret it. But I did regret when it, you know... Sold for next to nothing. Mm, and, uh, yeah, that's a terrible like answer to that question, isn't it? Uh, what else do I not regret? Usually, it's travel. You know, right? It's yeah. like I don't regret investing in going on holidays or trying new places. Have you been at nice? all? Have you enjoyed? Uh, I quite enjoyed Japan. That oh. was probably the furthest I've been. Um, quite enjoy um, Porth Call. <laughs> wow! You know, also quite exotic. It Mysterious is very exotic. Place. Some of the sites you see down there, you know, you want to write a postcard home about. <laughs> let me tell you, um, I still probably wouldn't get home before you. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> yeah, but um, no, that's it. Really, Japan is the first I've been, 
and um, and then oh, like Japan looks amazing. It is good. I don't know I if we've got any Japanese podcast fans. Have we got any fans know. in Japan? I don't know. You have no because you can hashtag Japan. Yeah, hashtag Japan. Ooh. You'll love it. You'll Hello, be big Japan. in Japan. Yeah. This time. All right. What is the most ridiculous conspiracy theory you've ever heard of? Or you can make one up. Hmm. Hmm. Are we grunting again? We're just grunting again. We're just like, well, that's all we've done today is grunt. Let's do it again. Do a grunt three-part harmony. Hmm. Oh, proper grunt harmony. Hmm. Oh, that's not a grunt. That's a... Choir. <laughs> Jalapenos, babe. No Never take off. <laughs> yeah, conspiracy theories. Oh god, I don't know. I'm not really into my conspiracy theories. If you had to make one up, if you had to guess. Dead air. Good job. This isn't live radio, isn't it? <laughs> You'd have to count down. <laughs> I can leave all that dead air in the show as Did it? Did it? Let me get the countdown theme. See, that's the bit I knew. Slush. I knew it was coming up. That was beautiful. Thank you. <laughs> I'm surprised no one's made like a dance remix of that. I was going to say. If that had come on in the clubs we used to go to in the 90s, right? Your time yeah. in Swansea. Oh, people would have gone nuts. It would have gone off. Do you remember like being on like, and like the A team theme comes on and you're out with your mates. You're in the club. You've all had a few drinks. A team theme comes on. You're all like, yes! Every time you're just like, this is, this is, we're not quite sure where it's from. And then somebody goes, A team. Yes. That's what it <laughs> but it's like, it, yeah, the remixes in the 90s. Remember like the Mario? Yeah. Mario oh, song. Yeah. Sesame Street. Yeah. The Tetris. The Antiques Roadshow, I used to think, would make a good one as well. Oh, how does that one go down? Um, <laughs> but it would, if you put a bass line under it, it would be banging. It would go off. Or Holmes under the hammer. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be a really good one. Do, do, do. Give us a bass. You're ready for the drop. Here comes the drop. Maybe it's not this one I'm thinking of. It's some shit now. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's not that. <laughs> it's not that one. Um, okay. You're not thinking of. Um, uh... <laughs> this is fun. The Antiques Roadshow. You know the one I'm thinking of, don't you? It's yeah. not. It's not the Antiques Roadshow. This is great. great. They all sound so similar, do not they? It's a bit like that. It's a bit like that. What theme two is that? This is what we need. Isn't it a to, university uh, like challenge. A, a voice shazam. Oh, I don't something. watch university challenge. Yeah, no, you, do, you do need a voice shazam. Yeah. Right now, don't you? Not just yeah. a, a musical one. I, I watched university challenge the other day with my little two-year-old boy. Um, only because every time the scoreboard changed, he was saying the number on the wow. scoreboard, and when the, and the audience were clapping and going nuts, and he thought it was because he was getting the, the oh, number right, adorable. and he was going nuts as well. So he was going like twelve, <laughs> and the audience was going yay, and he's going oh, yay. Oh, that's nice. <laughs> so I think he thought he'd sussed the game. It's <laughs> <laughs> cute, um, but yeah. Anyway, uh, I don't know. Where we got to that. How the hell do we go to Antiques yeah. Roadshow from? Because the I think we should add that question in the podcast. What um, TV show should there be a dance and... remix of yeah. theme tune for? Mm. <laughs> what do we do? In one of the bands I think we we do Good Times. Cheek. And it, yeah, we do La Freak going into Good Times. But in the middle, I do the Fresh Prince of Bella. <laughs> I don't care. That's already Who a good song, it, though, isn't it? Yeah, that's a classic. It just it goes because it goes with the bass. It goes you know? off. Yeah. And also, if I need to extend the set, it's pretty... Mm. Do you think um, Will Smith will ever go back and do Fresh Prince? Do you think there'll ever be like um, a time in his career where he's like really fallen on hard times and they're like, Fresh Prince? Oh, all right then. Yeah, yeah. Would there be another arm fave, do you think? After the movie work has dried up. Mm. Mm. Fresh yeah, Prince? Yeah, because he's, you know, 
He's not doing so great, is he? He's... <laughs> one thing you own and should probably throw out but won't okay or haven't what would i throw out that i've held on to that you wow. never will god these are deep you got really a sports questions. car already didn't you so yeah or is there like even a joke in your set that you never throw out oh okay um probably <laughs> probably just like knob jokes you know yeah. i probably should throw them out but that's kind of my thing like, I, I love talking about it. You know, I love, not it. I'd love talking about it. <laughs> Let's talk about love talking it. about, um, <laughs> just like, you know, because in the valleys, everyone gets naked all the time, right? I don't know if it's because people have got too much time on their hands or it's a rugby culture thing, but you can guarantee at least somebody's getting naked on a night out, right? I read some, it was on a podcast actually, that it's a way of displaying your alpha male. Mm. Yeah. That's that's why men get naked, because women wouldn't do that. No, mm. there was a bit of I have seen women get their boobs out uh, on yeah, a night out, but you know, <laughs> you usually end up in a. That's if, yes. if they have boobs, just ended up in a strip club, <laughs> so it was inevitable. But, um. <laughs> but no, it's it's a valley thing, and it's a Leslie thing, and it's a maybe yeah. just a working class rugby area thing. You know, where I've seen women flash definitely, but they don't do it as readily as men. Maybe because it's easier for a man to get his bits out. It's just too much mm. effort to get that bra off, isn't it? When you're drunk, I suppose it's like. It's like a two-man operation, isn't it? Yeah, not everyone can bend that way. <laughs> Usually it's if a camera crew goes past in it, let's be honest, you know? <laughs> yeah, or if there's a Hindu on, and they're in the, a minibus or something. Mm. Or is that just me? That's happened many times to me. <laughs> How many Hindus have you been on? <laughs> um, no, it's, a, it's definitely a woman thing, you know, when they're rowdy. Um, but I, I don't know, I don't want to throw out knob jokes because that's my thing. Yeah. You know, that's what I enjoy doing the, the bit on it as well because it's from the heart. It's like the culture I grew up in. You know, and still living now. You know, I'm sure my my son will play rugby one day, and he'll be getting yeah. his wang out as well as well as we did. You know, <laughs> swinging it round. Good That's a lovely thought. You know, you do the helicopter, don't you? Occasionally, Dan, we do the helicopter. I can't say I've ever done that myself. <laughs> at the end of the bed, you know, it's highbrow stuff, listeners. We, <laughs> but I did it in Edinburgh last year. A good day, know. maybe. The graphic images I'm getting is to the yeah. helicopter, and uh, like I had a Welsh crowd in my show last year in Edinburgh. <laughs> And they were just killing it. Were for they all doing the helicopter? They didn't go. They, they didn't go naked. I think they were. They tempted. celebrated. <laughs> yeah, mm. but um, I don't think I've ever. I can't remember ever getting my my willy out on a night out. I don't think I ever have. Did you play rugby? No. There See, I don't. Go. I'm not a big rugby fan. There's your answer. So that's probably mm. why. Yeah. If you're a musician, it's kind of fr- frowned upon, really. Mm. <laughs> yeah. If you want Unless to you're the red hot chili peppers. <laughs> when I went to see Queens of the Stone Age back in, I think it was like 2002. Their bass player, Nick Oliveri, came on stage just absolutely starkers with his bass hanging around there. And then midway through the set, just lifted no his guitar way. in the air. And the crowd went absolutely nuts. Did the nuts. place go off? Yes, it did. Yeah. yeah it was rock and roll fan. So it was a good judgment call on his yeah. part. There yeah. was a local band and their bassist was naked as well. Really? Yeah. What, in Swansea? Yeah. yeah. Oh, local. that's not as cool. USA. USA. wasn't USA, was it? <laughs> But no, you wouldn't want a concert penis standing up and getting his bits out, would you? A concert pianist. A pianist penis. Yeah. <laughs> a concert penis. But who knows? There's an audience for everything, isn't it? You know, somebody being into yeah. that. Yeah. Isn't there a touring show of blokes who like do interesting Hand shapes? Hand puppetry, but yeah, like their... shadow, shadow puppetry. Yeah, they combine yeah. them together as well. To oh, make, really? Like, like shapes and things. Don't they? How would they do that? I don't know. I haven't seen it. Don't look at me like that. Combine them together? How long are they? They're pretty big. <laughs> Right. Apparently, yeah. Are they like the Chippendales? No, they're a bit older. Not they're as like, long what as can we do now? It's called Puppetry of the Penis or something like that. That's isn't it? it. I'm sure yeah. they've been in a grand a few times. Yeah. Yeah, mm. it's actually a thing. So, so they, they, they fill been... the grand. Yeah. <laughs> that, that's pretty big, isn't it? Yeah. See what I mean? It's like there's an audience. I don't know how many of them there are. Yeah, I bet you are. I'm going to be up fact checking all night. My browsing history, well. She's on Ticketmaster. Puppetry of the Penis. They got it on YouTube. I bet they oh have. Oh my God. Do Amy, I want to Amy's click just that? clicked by tickets. I've gone tickets. to Ticketmaster. Take my money. Puppetry of the penis. That doesn't look like, oh, that does. They're naked there. Oh, you can see the tan lines where their pants have been. <laughs> right, just for the, the I listeners. I wouldn't know where to start writing a whole show on oh. just... 
I was going to say the camera was the waist up, but it's not. It's not. It's, it's not. Full, full frontal. It's, it's not. I'm getting, sorry. Yeah. Anyway. You used to bookmark that. <laughs> like. See, but they, they're full frontal, see, and there's, a, there's an audience for it, you know, so. Yeah. They need to do some gardening. Let's just put it that way. Yeah. They've also got a spin-off show, Battle of the Boobs. So. <laughs> wow. Mm. Get the twins out. But not not female boobs, that's male boobs. They come in with their the moves. moves. The moves out and just like moves. them about. <laughs> moob. Mm. Moob show. So I don't know. It's what. called full moob. <laughs> full moob. <laughs> full moob, no stars. So what should I check out? I don't know. I don't know really. It's probably I don't browse a history now. I don't I don't think yes. you should. No. This is what what should you but you never will. No. But I don't hoard in answer to your question. Okay. I'm, I'm quite good at not hoarding. Yeah. So if something something's got a shelf life with me and if it's there and I'm like, no using it, I will just one day just gather everything up and just sleep. Like it. the exact opposite of uh Stefan who we had the show. Stefan Arlene. Yes. Who Hi collects, Stefan. Hi Stefan. Collects every Doctor Who thing mm. ever. Mm. He had like books on like the making of every episode. Oh, just everything you could possibly buy to do with yeah. Doctor Who. And he would, it's yeah, really impressive. Every DVD, wasn't it? Yeah. yeah. So you're like the opposite of that. You don't store anything. Um, I'm into stuff. I mean, I've got like a DVD collection. Is it more you're into experiences? Yeah, I am now because I learned not to hoard mm. kind of stuff, mm. you know, especially since having children. Yeah, having kids. Yeah, I mean, they take over. Yeah. This but room was full of just. All my stuff. Mm. I had to move out of the upstairs bedroom before. Just, you, know, you don't realise how much stuff you've got until you have kids and you've got to get rid of it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I've got books, but you're quite right. The kids take over, so I've literally got no space now apart mm. from, you know, got a few instruments and stuff. I keep those. What do you play? Go to have around. Uh, I've got a sax. Ooh, you play sax? Yeah, not very well, but I play it. It's there. Just for fun. Yeah. Um, quite like keyboard. But again, not really, not brilliant at it. It's just I like, do a little like bit a of keys, dabble. but yeah, mm. I play like a two-year-old. Okay. <laughs> twinkle, twinkle. <laughs> no, it was when I was younger. My dad's a professional drummer. Oh, wow. So we all wanted to go the drum route, but he wanted us to go the, you know, other route. So I had piano lessons. My brother's had guitar lessons. He was basically trying to start a family band. Well, probably yeah. like a little handsome, but two of us ended up back on drums anyway. Mm. At least you can sing as well. Yeah. Attempt. <laughs> Comedy key. Comedy geek. Comedy geek. Oh, I was trying to do it like a minor. It didn't go very well. Comedy If you were a superhero, <laughs> hmm. who would you be? Would you make up your own or would you be um, an existing one? Hmm. I like your glasses, by the way. Thank you. Yeah, it's quite cool. Clark Kent. They say duck and cover on them. He's, he's taking his glasses off. Oh my God, it's Superman. <gasps> that is the most rubbish disguise ever, isn't it? Glasses. And Supergirl's yeah. the same. She's just mm. like, like how, how does nobody recognise? How, how does nobody not recognise? people be to not... Yeah, like Lois Lane. You've got to think, like, she's not all there, is she? No. If you can just put a pair of glasses on. Where did Superman go? What have you done with him, Clark? Yeah. Yeah. She's, she's dizzy to it all and she bless her mm. I like the original Lois Lane see like my son's in Superman at the minute mm. and uh, I've got the DVD box set of course I have yeah the film uh, Lois Lane you mean yeah 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 the, yeah, the film one um, and I've started him at number one basically you know Superman one mm. that's good parenting right there <clears throat> yeah. absolutely oh yeah you're doing it right yeah but yeah. their attention span is such that they're into iPads and stuff so you'll only stick with it for 10 minutes mm. so I'm generally left watching it and reminiscing yeah. <laughs> but that was the thing really I grew up on I knew all the words to Superman uh, the the movies the first movie's the one where he tries to turn back time at the end isn't it by flying around the earth the wrong logic. way that's mm-hmm. logic yeah <laughs> I think there should be a real Superman though. Like my, th- it's you know I've written a little bit on it, but there should be a real Superman. Whereas, like, if you're stupid enough to drive into you know a fault line when there's an earthquake going on, then I'm not saving your ass. You know, yeah. fall, fall down it. Realistic. Real uh, Superman. Would real Superman wear? Uh, Mankini. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. in a particular. So color? most people wouldn't want to be saved by him anyway, would they? Like. Well, just- Leave me in it. I'd rather not. I mean, I'd, you know, imagine someone gets a picture of this. Like, this, uh, what about the wind? Just leave me on the railway track. <laughs> wind chill. Yeah, well, he doesn't feel that, does he? You know, this is true. Yeah. yeah, he doesn't feel anything. He's Superman. Okay, but you know, and like when Jimmy goes into the thing to photograph the burning power station or wherever it is, and it's about to explode, it's like you know, 
He's asking for trouble. Yeah, it's like Let's you know, be fair. natural selection, isn't it? Leave him there. Stay what do you think there, of, um, George Supergirl? I love uh, Supergirl, yeah. yeah. I don't watch the series, but I love the film. Oh, the film, yeah. Oh, yeah. I love the film. I've never seen the series. The series is pretty cool. Yeah, but Jimmy's in that as well, but he's all like bulked up and yes. very butch in it and... You know, yeah, I'm yeah. aware of it, but the films were it for me. I mean, the newer films are all right with the new guy. Yeah. Um, yeah. What do you think of um, Brandon Ruth? Do you think of his Superman? He did um, Superman Returns and he did that one oh, yeah. movie. No, yeah, I'm into that. I think it's good. He's good, isn't he? They're, they're good movies, like, but yeah. I haven't done Batman versus Superman yet. Marvel or DC? I really like that one. I don't know. Is there a difference? Marvel is Avengers... Captain America. Oh, okay. Things like that. DC is Batman, Superman, Wonder Woman. Any, any really, any superhero All films. of the above. I think DC do better TV shows. Like, mm-hmm. I love Arrow. Massive mm-hmm. Arrow fan. Mm-hmm. Um, Flash, Supergirl, Legends of Tomorrow. But, yeah, the Marvel TV shows I thought were a bit of a letdown. The, I like Daredevil. The ones on Netflix, yeah, I didn't. Mm. Like, but I loved Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Mm, I couldn't stick with nah, that. That was Channel 4 thing, wasn't it? Um, it was probably a DVD as well, but I saw it on Channel 4. I, I they, love the uh, Marvel movies. I just movies, like because Coulson used to tell puns all the time. Mm. Uh, I love like Guardians of the Galaxy. And yes, Iron and Man the soundtrack for that is amazing. Yeah. Mm. yeah. Like if it, I don't know, really, I'm not really that much of a superhero fan. But if it's if it's in cinema and there's nothing else good on, mm-hmm. we'll go and see it. But I wouldn't say I'm like a massive superhero fan or a or a yeah. Star Trek fan or a, or a Star Wars fan. I always tell people just, that, but I but then I remember I've watched every single episode of Star Trek. And I've watched all the DC and Marvel. So maybe I am a nerd. Like, <laughs> yeah. I just haven't admitted it to myself. <laughs> I do like the Star Wars films. Yeah. You know, I watch all of those definitely in the cinema. But I like all the all the groundbreaking stuff, you know, like when a new thing comes out and you go like, that is, that's a new thing they try in, like Gravity. Like oh, when, yeah. When that came out, I thought that I'm, was, oh, yeah. it was up there with my, honestly, like my, one of my favourite films of all time. Gravity, yeah. Sandra Bullock is in. Yeah. Mr. Yeah. Just because it was clever, oh, we like that. Mm. Like a bit of Clooney. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think Sandra Bullock's brilliant as well. She's great in it, mm. yeah. And it's it's just clever, you know, in the way they shot it and stuff. Yeah. Well, they had to go through to shoot it. But then Interstellar came out quite close to it as well. I love Interstellar. Amazing film. Ah, oh, I think that's a, that's a game changer of a sci-fi yeah. film. I think mm. definitely Interstellar. Really so good. I always think I'm not a sci-fi geek, but then I I love all the sci-fi films, you know. Yeah. When they can be a bit different. I think sci-fi is cool because it appeals to that sort of fantasy mm. side of me, but also like the sort of more intellectual, science kind of side of me. Yeah. It makes yeah. you think. It makes you think, oh, yeah. that could be possible. The Martian, for example. Oh, I've not I seen love that. that film. Great film. Do you have any special skills? Hmm. <laughs> I can do a decent... <laughs> I was going to say helicopter. <laughs> <laughs> No, um, uh, we're going to be the first podcast in history to <laughs> special skills. Oh, wow. I like cooking. I love cooking. Okay. Tell us about your curries. Okay. I do a, I do a famous I curry. It's a vegan curry because I haven't mentioned it, but read between the lines. Um, I do a really good vegan curry with no mushrooms. Eh? Nice. Thank you. Right. Peace. I like okay. extra mushrooms. Extra you mushrooms. Can have my mushrooms. An extra chili for that man. <laughs> Um, and yeah, I've just, it's something I've developed over time, guys, you know, I've just, uh, Cliff Richard, I've uh, <laughs> come back to the kitchen a few times and I've just worked my magic in there. Brilliant. And it's my, um, that's my domain, the kitchen. I like going in there for time out. You're the chef in your house then? Yeah. When it comes to, you know, doing, you know, the, the more advanced stuff, you know, your, your spag balls, you know, your, your cheese on toast, mm-hmm. then that's me in charge, you know? Okay. No, curries, anything, <laughs> anything advanced. But it's not that my other half can't cook. It's just that um, yeah, she has her things. Like I'd never tried a chili bean curry before. Um, as in, let me explain. Baked beans. Oh. In with the, the, yeah, my wife, it was a staple in her family. So all of a sudden, oh. instead of your kidney beans going in there, guys. A tin of baked beans. A tin of baked beans. Oh. I was yeah. a bit off put by it. Because I like all like, beans equally, so I'm, yeah. I hate beans. It works. You hate beans? Yeah. Mm. Oh, do you mean? Mm. Sorry to hear that. I said I was a fussy eater. Do you like a, do, you, do you like hummus? Yes. There we are. It's a bean. Um, so special skill would be cooking. I'm also a very good driver. Okay. Uh, I like going go karting at the minute, and um, we're getting our time up to nearly where the where the pros who go are. Ooh. You know, um, 
and uh, I also like hiking. It's one of my pastimes. I don't know. Can you be good at that? Is that a special skill? I really want to go to Panavan. I'll, t- I'll take you up Panavan. No problem. I'll be your guide. Awesome. I suppose you know. you, the skill could be like, you know, some of the best places to go hiking then maybe. Yeah. yeah. I like languages as well. That's my thing. Languages? I really, I really like languages. Wherever I go. Can you speak like... um, different languages? Are you learning any? Yeah. Well, a, a few. I speak a few. But I try to learn one everywhere I go. Oh, okay. Nice. At, at least the basics. I tried to learn a bit of basic Italian for my honeymoon. And, and while we were there, I did make an effort to speak Italian to the locals. And they love it. Yeah, you know, it they, goes they a long way. They appreciate the... Yeah, yeah. I remember going to Spain with my phrase book and with a bit of education. And then I went out there and there was a Subway and a Burger King and it was full of expats it's just British people yeah you just didn't need the and mm. all I used was hola and that was that was it I was <laughs> so disappointed oh where are your special skills hmm. my special skill would have to be um playing guitar I suppose I'm, I'm okay at that yeah make a living from it <laughs> yeah. it's nice to teach your son though isn't it you know yeah I've started sticking him on the piano already oh. yeah yeah he's loving it Nice. I've been filming him doing it, so mm-hmm. I'm going to make like a little documentary about it. <laughs> I've actually let Ben make some music on GarageBand as well. Really? Wow. Mm. Wow. Yeah, just let him press the buttons and stuff and uh, mix oh, it like down. I was trying to press them on my laptop earlier. <laughs> yeah, that's probably what he thought he was doing. So I basically, I load up the instruments for him in GarageBand and then he plays the notes in. So I record mm. that and then, I, and then I let him record another instrument over it and then... Mix it down, and it's really, really bad, ben really has awful. More but, than me. <laughs> but it goes to show it goes to show how easy it is to make music these days. You know, it's child's all, play. It's literally a two-year-old can can use GarageBand to make a song these days. So. He might just be really good at it. He might be like a prodigy, <clears> and you just don't know it. You stick my two-year-old on there, it might just be like you'll break your keyboard, <laughs> do, 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 dribble do. on it. Yeah. You put a magnet yeah. next to that screen, so it'll be all orange on the one side. Nice. Oh God, but, yeah. little darlings. But yeah, he might be, you know, to knock him. Yeah. <laughs> Guy's got skills. We'll see. It's a little Beethoven. Yeah. You know, or a Mozart or yeah. a Phil Collins. <laughs> hmm. That's my special skill, drumming. What? Oh, okay. I'm Paul. Phil Collins a drummer first and foremost? He was the drummer for Genesis. Before, he was. Before he was the singer, yeah. No way. Yeah. I didn't know that. I should know that, but I didn't know that. Yeah, he sort of stepped up when Peter Gabriel left the band okay. and became the singer. They auditioned, they famously auditioned like hundreds of singers and Phil Collins was in charge of showing them how to sing the songs. And by the end of the auditions, the rest of the band just decided that he sounded more like Peter Gabriel than wow. Peter Gabriel did. So oh, nice. they um, forced him to sing. They'd, he'd already done like a lot of the vocals on their album and stuff. So yeah. Mm. So one of my favourite Genesis albums as well is the first one he sings on. It's a trick of the tail. Check it out. <laughs> Dan's album of the week. We're all sat here now googling. <laughs> that chicken. But he plays drums on it as well, and the, the, the drums on it are insane as really? well on that album. Yeah, really good. And finally, sir, where can we find you? Where can we follow you? Oh, you can if you look me up on um, on the, the Twitter or the Instagram mainly um, and Facebook. I'm at uh, Natweb Comedy, all one word. Um, N A T W E double B comedy. Double B, good name, you know. Yeah. Weber, yeah, yeah, fellow Weber, I feel yeah, is it. Hey. There we go. Um, but mainly Facebook, I use. Um, there's a Facebook page that you can like and leave a message. A nice one, please. Yeah. Um, and also, yeah, Instagram, I'm mainly on these days because uh, there's a much more positive vibe on there. It's a happy place. And I've got mm. a website as well, webbies.co. Um, you can catch me in Edinburgh this year. How to be happier will be the show. I haven't had a venue yet, but I'm hoping to. And uh, for now, guys, you can catch me on the Comedy Geek web, uh, you know, Comedy Geek podcast. That's where I'm hanging out, hang loose with these guys. That's where it's at. That is where it's at. Mm. Not going home. I'm having such fun here. Yeah? I'm going to f- stay and eat this egg with you. This Maltese's <laughs> egg. <laughs> Let's all spoil our tea. We, we've got mints. We've got Maltesers. Yeah, what have you got at home? Nothing. Mm. Nothing yeah. at all. We've got an Easter egg and mint. Leftover and meat from your Easter you've got, haven't you, in sandwiches? On that note, <laughs> thank you guys. Thank you. Listen thank you. and subscribe to the Comedy Geek Sketch Podcast. 
Thank you for having me, guys. I'd just like to say I've had a wonderful few hours out the house. Uh, I arrived this morning at 11 o'clock. I thought, hmm, probably an hour. <laughs> I'm still here. <laughs> Quarter past four. It's nearly five o'clock and I'm still here. That's either, so much fun. Either you don't want to kick me out or I've overstayed my welcome. So, <laughs> But thank you genuinely. Uh, thank I've, you for I having me. I put a bed a up in a spare room for you. I, 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 I did were, think. I thought we were going to make a night of it. That's why I was saying I like your house because... <laughs> It is a genuinely nice house. I was hoping I could at least camp in the garden. <laughs> yeah, I've just set my son's playhouse up in the garden, actually. You can, um, yeah, you can use that if you want. That's fine. If you are listening and you are a geek, I've been trying to persuade these guys to go to Edinburgh. So if you're a comedian yourselves, get up there. Because it's not just about, for me, it's not just about the gigging. That's almost secondary, mm. right? It's more about the um, the networking and seeing your mates on the streets, or at least the ones that say that you're mates. And you think that you miss, <laughs> and then they run away from you. That's yeah. never oh, they happened. They do impressions of you in the set. Yeah, quite. Yeah, Sarah. <laughs> you know, after I was the only one to come that day, that one time to your show, and he, oh, Nathan Webb, he came to see me. He was like, "Come on, Sarah, let's do it." I've never spoke like that in my life <laughs> since I was we five. Much convincing to go to Edinburgh, I think. Yeah, get so, up there. Yeah. Honestly, even if it's just for a week, go and do spots, and you'll get more out of I think doing spots for other people than you do from doing your own show. Mm. because mm. you get to meet people off the other shows. So sign up to the forums and as well, all the Facebook pages, Edinburgh Fringe Performers Forum, blah, blah, blah. There's tons of them out there. And then you get offered gigs. Go and do your five minutes at stupid o'clock, you know, 2 a.m. Yeah. Sounds like a plan, actually. Yeah. Yeah, you keep, do- keep your eyes peeled, everyone, because we are planning some more live shows this year, Comedy Geek Sketch Podcast, so that should be fun. Oh, that's, more- that's what else would be good for. Yeah. Doing your show up there, wouldn't it? Yeah, could do, yeah, we could do a show from there. Maybe next year now we'll plan to go up. Live tour. Yeah. Mm. Awesome. To be confirmed. Live from the North Bridge. <laughs> Comedy geek. Awesome. Yeah, just grab whichever comedian walks past and just shove a mic in their face Love for five me. minutes. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, cool. Comedy geek. Comedy geek. Comedy geek. Jalapenos with that babe? No problem, love. da da <laughs> That's got to be the ending, isn't it? enjoy doing that, do you? I hate doing it. <laughs> so the, apparently this one is great. Weber in Amy Weber It's a bit of a tongue twister. And you get two fingers. This isn't going where you think it is. And then you put them in your mouth and you say it again. Amy Weber in 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 By George, I think she's got it. <laughs> Rubber baby buggy bumpers. We should just record as soon as people come in, by the way. (laughs) This stuff is gold. I am recording. (laughs) Rubber baby buggy bumpers. She sells seashells on the seashore. I have trouble saying she sells sanctuary. Song. She mm-hmm. sells sanctuary. Can we do that? We can do that. What about Peter Piper picked a pack of pickled pepper? Can we play that one? Oh, no, no. Pick a pick of pickled pepper. If Peter Piper picked a pack of pickled pepper, where's the pack of pickled pepper Wait, Peter Piper picked? Why would you eat a pickled pepper? 
around the ragged rocks, the ragged rascal ran. <laughs> I can't roll my eyes today. <laughs> it's a pack of pickle peppers, isn't it? It's not a pack of pickled peppers. Pickle peppers. Pickled peppers. Okay. Oh, excuse me. Could you pass me that peck of pickled peppers, please? Mm. Yeah. Ask in the supermarket. You know, if you're in Morrison's. Yeah, excuse me. I'm, I'm looking for the um the pecks of <laughs> the pecks of pickled pepper. Well, <laughs> I don't think they're, they're just round the ragged rocks. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> just pass the seashells. By the perfect Peter's pies. At the back. <laughs> <laughs> just ask for Amy Webber in Tallahassee. She can she can show you anywhere. Security for another one. <laughs> this podcast is part of Brit Pod Scene, an independent network of uniquely British podcasts that's always growing. Check out BritPodScene.com or BritPodScene on Twitter to find out more. Oh.